Hello, guys and gals. Let's spend a little time to level up your poker skills. I'm Mike Brady, and as always, I'm joined by poker pro Gary Blackwood. What's up, everyone? We're going to be covering four bet pots today, when to be four betting wider, when to be four betting tighter, all things four bet. That's right. As Gary said, this episode breaks down when and how to four bet against a three better. We'll reveal which hands to four bet for value and explain how to balance your range with the right four bet bluffs to make you a tougher, more capable poker player. We're also going to cover 4-bet sizing and how factors such as position and the size of the 3-bet should impact your 4-betting strategy. Keep in mind, we're going to be focusing on 4-betting as the original raiser. In other words, you raised, a player behind 3-bet, and the action is back on you. But we will touch on cold 4-betting briefly at the end. Alright, so let's dive right in. Generally speaking, Gary, how do you go about building a 4-bet range? Well, everything centers around your value. Um, If your value range is tight, you don't need too many bluffs to go with it. But if your value range is quite wide, your bluffs get wider. Basically, start with how wide your value range is and build around that. So the main thing we want to think about when deciding which hands to to forbet for value is the position we're in and the position of our opponent. If we're under the gun and we're forbetting versus an MP3 bet, for example, our value range is really quite narrow. Queens plus ace-king. But on the flip side, if we're on the button and we open the small blind three bets and we're four betting, we're going to have tens in there. We're going to have jacks, which is a significantly wider value range. And we build everything else around that. That's right. So in that latter scenario, you're going to have more bluffs. And by the way, this is pretty much how all of range building and poker works. Anytime you're betting on the flop or check raising or whatever it is, you're generally building it around a value range and then balancing out that range with bluffs. There are some kind of mergey, if you will, exceptions, but for the most part, that's just how you build ranges in poker. So, you touched on position being the main factor that impacts your value range, and thus your overall 4-bet range. Suppose you're playing a cash game with 100 big blind effective stacks. What other factors play a role when deciding which hands to 4-bet for value? There are a couple of other things we want to think about. For example, the size that our opponent chooses. Say, for example, we open to 2.5 big blinds, and our opponent should be 3-betting to 7.5 and they make it 8 or 8.5. We don't make too many differences there. We can essentially play the same range versus that 7.5 3-bet and that 8.5 3-bet. When you see the extremes, like you know the 6 big blind 3-bet and the 10 big blind 3-bet, those are the instances that we want to make some changes. So the size that our opponent 3-bets to doesn't change too much. One main thing to consider as well is, of course, how your opponent plays. For the most part, I feel like people play relatively similarly online, but you will get some extremes like a really tight three better, for example. You don't want a four bet bluff as much versus a guy like that. Whereas on the flip side, if you've got a really aggressive three better, you want to have more four bet bluffs versus a player like that. Yeah, so just to reiterate what Gary's saying there, it's basically just extremes uh, when it comes to adjusting your four bet range for something other than position. You got to be facing a really small three bet, a really big three bet, really loose player, really tight player, something like that. You can make some adjustments, but otherwise, you're mostly just going to be considering your position and the Razor's position, barring those extremes. All right, time for the fun part. Which hands make the best four bet bluffs and why? So, all of your four bet bluffs are centered around two things playability, post flop, and blockers. As we know, our range changes based on position, but for the most part, a lot of the time when we're 4-bet bluffing, we're going to have hands like king-queen suited, ace-queen offsuit, ace-jack suited, ace-five suited, king-jack suited type hands that have good blockers to our opponent's value range, but also play really well when called. 
Imagine you open King Queen suited, you get three bet by your opponent. You want to be four betting a hand like this because when your opponent calls your four bet, sure they're going to have Ace King and you know pocket queens and stuff like that, but they're going to have hands like pocket jacks, Ace Five suited, those types of hands. And I like King Queen suited plays really well versus certain hands in that flatting range. So if we're always just calling this hand, our four bet bluff range is significantly weakened. Whereas if we're four betting this hand correctly. We block a lot of really strong hands like pocket kings and pocket queens, but we've got really good playability when called. A lot of us listening will be really tempted to just always call with a hand like king queen suited or king jack suited, but it is really important that we find these four bet bluffs from time to time. Yeah, and emphasis on time to time. You're not four betting every single time with king queen suited. It is a good calling hand, but if you mix in those four bet bluffs once in a while, some sort of mixed frequency play, you can kind of decide how you want to randomize like that then you're going to have a much more robust 4-betting range and you're going to be much tougher to play against. A lot of people, when they face a 3-bet, they understandably think to themselves, well, my opponent's very strong here. He's 3-bet me. He's got a hand like ace-king or you know, kings or queens or something like that. But if we really appreciate how wide the 3-bet range can be, obviously it changes based on position, You know, a lot of different scenarios. Our opponent's going to have hands like ace-7 suited, pocket sixes, king-10 suited, all those types of hands. So we can't shy away from 4-betting some of the combos we're about to talk about for fear of you know our opponent's range being really strong. If we stop and think about it, our opponent's range is going to be really quite wide in a lot of spots that they three bet, and therefore it's really important that we find those four bets instead of just thinking, well, my opponent has three bet me, he's got aces. Let's think, well, he's got jack-10 suited, he's got king-jack suited, he's got king-queen offsuit, he's got pocket sixes, pocket sevens, all those types of hands. And I think this is a big mental leak that a lot of us can plug by appreciating we've been three bet, our opponent doesn't automatically have aces, He's got all those weak hands to go with his aces and kings and ace-king as well, and therefore we've got to 4-bet some of the combos that we're about to talk about. Alright, how would you adjust your 4-bet range if your opponent 3-bet to an unusually small or an unusually large size? So this is a pretty cool question here. Um, versus the smaller 3-bet size, let's tackle that first of all. My value range would stay very similar. You know, we've got queens, ace-king, and sometimes jacks and tens, as mentioned. But I would have less bluffs in my range here, and the reason for that is we're now getting offered a much better price on our call. So we get to widen our calling range. I would actually change my range a little bit so I four bet more frequently with an offsuit hand like ace-queen offsuit and in some instances ace-jack or ace-ten offsuits. And I would call more with the king-jack suited, the king-queen suited type hands that play better post-flop with that better price. In terms of how our range changes based on a larger three bet, we play much tighter. And the reason for that is that the price we're being offered, our immediate odds, our implied odds, they're drastically lower. And therefore, we need to tighten up both with our, our, our 4-bet plus and our calls. Obviously, our 4-bets for value are going to stay very similar, but we just want to tighten up with those 4-bet bluffs. All right, so we've talked about their size. Now let's talk about our 4-bet size. Assuming your opponent uses a typical 3-bet size, you know, you open and they 3-bet to 3x your open size in position or 4x out of position, how do you approach sizing your 4-bets against those normal sizes? So this is a big mistake that people make. Say you open to 2.5 big blinds, you're out of position, you get 3-bet to 7.5 or 8 big blinds. You don't need to go that big when you 4-bet. I see some players making it 23, 24, even bigger than that sometimes. And it's just too big. You're forcing your opponent to play shoves or folds. They won't be able to call your 4-bet that often. And it just gets very messy. In this specific example, I would go something like 21 big blinds. Remember, we're 4-betting, it's already going to be a pretty big bet, so we don't need to go huge. A phrase that I really like when it comes to 4-betting is that we want to allow for more playability post-flop 
and not just have a really low stack to pot ratio when we go to the flop because when we do that we lose our skill edge in that case and we're just more likely to be all in on the flop whereas if we use a more correct size we allow for more playability post flop and if we have a skill edge over our opponents which hopefully we do it allows us to maximize that skill edge Another example is we open to 2.5 big blinds and an out of position player makes it 10 big blinds. Our four bet size here can be 22.5, 23 big blinds, something like that. Again, we don't need to be going 25 or 26 big blinds. If you ask me the most common leak that I see when it comes to 100 big blind cash games, this would be up there with one of them, regardless of single raise pots, three bet pots or four bet pots. You don't need to go massive with your four bet because you're four betting. It's already a pretty big bet and you want to allow for some more playability post flop. Yeah, and just to speculate why people make that mistake, I think people largely 4-bet with value hands and don't 4-bet with enough bluffs. I think most people listening would agree with that too in their games and in most games. So start with that. Most people are mostly only 4-betting for value. And then there's that common fear that people have when they're playing poker of their good hands getting drawn out on. People are really concerned about that, especially casual players. So naturally, they have pocket kings, and they face a 3-bet, and they're like, oh god, I don't want to see an ace on the flop, I'm just going to jack this up, make it 3x their 3-bet, way too big, but I don't want to get drawn out on with my kings, you know? I think that's what a lot of people are thinking, and that's why they kind of err towards that much bigger 4-bet size. But as you said, the optimal sizing, and you could tweak this if I'm a little bit off, it's roughly 2.6x the 3-bet out of position, 2.2x in position, is that roughly right? There or thereabouts, yeah. Obviously, everyone has a different three-bet size, so there is no magic formula, but you're roughly correct. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, and there's one more thing I wanted to touch upon, and I think this is really important for a lot of us watching. Be consistent with your sizes. Don't randomly go 26 big blinds when you have kings and you know 23 big blinds when you have aces. You want to go, as Mike says, roughly you know X versus an in-position three-bet and Y versus an out-of-position three-bet. Don't just sort of make it up as you go along, sort of feeling it out as you go. Be consistent with your four bet sizes, whether you've got aces or ace five suited or king jack off suit. It's got to be consistent every time. For sure. Super important stuff. Let's briefly talk stack size considerations. We've been focused on 100 big blind stacks so far, but how do you adjust your four betting range and size as stacks get deeper? So my in position range doesn't change too much, but when I'm out of position, I do tighten up a little bit. And that goes for my value as well as my bluffs. Imagine you're out of position, 250 big blinds deep, you four bet with pocket queens and you get called. You're going to be in no man's land, a lot of sticky spots post flop so, so often. Whereas 100 big blinds, it can only get so sticky. On the flip side, when you face that three bet and you have king queen suited, your implied odds get really nice. So you want to four bet slightly less frequently and call a little more with a hand like that. In terms of our sizing difference, we do want to go that little bit bigger. As mentioned, you know, when you're 100 bigs, you don't need to go that big. You want to tack on an extra couple of big blinds to your four bet when you're deeper for very obvious reasons, because you're deeper. It's like, you know, as mentioned in a previous podcast, when you're three betting and you're deeper, you want to use that larger size. So it largely sounds like when you get deeper, you end up playing more defensively, largely, right? And a little bit more passively, too. And it's kind of standard when it comes to deep stack poker. You have to play a little bit more defensively. Try to avoid those really sticky post-flop spots where your opponents can put you in really, really disgusting situations because there's so many chips behind. So yeah, when you're deeper, you're going to be a little bit more defensive. Four betting less often overall, a little bigger, etc. All right, Gary, what adjustments would you make at shorter stacks than 100 big blinds? 
So we've got to be fearless here versus the shorter stacks and play some four bit jams. There are some instances when we're 100 big blinds effective, we're supposed to just four bit shove. I personally don't play that strategy, but there's lots of good players out there that do. But versus a 40 or 50 big blind stack size, we must play some four bit jams. We want to have a hand like, you know, a six suited, pocket fives, pocket sixes. Doesn't play that well post-flop and doesn't really love calling the three bet because your implied odds are not great. And you get to just shove and deny equity from your opponent. Say they've got a hand like King Jack suited. They can't really call your four bet jam. So you get to deny that equity. As well as that, if you miss, but you still have the best hand, your opponent can see bet and make you fold. You get to deny all that, you know, sort of sticky stuff post-flop versus the 40 big blind stack size. One thing I really want to say is I wouldn't four bet shove a hand like Ace Ten suited or Pocket Nines, and the reason for that again is playability post flop. And like Pocket Nines plays really well post flop compared to a hand like Pocket Threes or Pocket Fours, and a hand like Ace Ten suited plays really well post flop compared to a hand like Ace Six suited. You can flop more straight draws and you know combo draws and things like that. Also, really important, especially in position, if you're up against a pretty solid player that's playing that short stack, you must flat their three bet sometimes with a hand like Aces or Kings. To kind of trap them post flop it's much more likely the money just goes in after the flop so when you've got a hand like aces say for example you open they three bet and you just shove your aces they get to laugh and just fold their king jack suited whereas when the flop comes down jack four deuce or queen ten three you're much more likely to stack them because of the low stack to pot ratio so let's mix in those traps pre-flop with your aces and kings when you're in position yeah it's kind of a waste of like aces and kings to just jam them versus short stacks three bet right i mean they're going to call sometimes, sure, but if they call, it's probably because you're cooling them, and they were probably going to get it in post-flop anyway, most of the time. If you call, you give them a chance to hit a little piece, small stack-to-pot ratio, probably going to get it in. So yeah, it makes a lot of sense to be slow playing those hands. Really interesting to hear you say hands like A6 suited pocket sixes were kind of the first hands that came to mind for you, that four-bet shove. I think that's probably going to be counterintuitive to a lot of people. Of course, this is assuming the opponent is playing a somewhat reasonable three-bet strategy, some people listening, I'm sure they play in like 1-3 live games and they're rolling their eyes. Oh, if guy 3-bet me off of a 50 big blind stack in my 1-3 game, I would never shove sixes. Yeah, probably reasonable because the guy's probably got kings, right? Because it's a, it, you know, you're playing against a tight guy in a 1-3 cash game. But as always, we're talking about poker at equilibrium here. If you know with confidence what your opponents are doing, you can make adjustments from what we're saying to do. Anyway, we'll wrap this episode up with a brief discussion on cold 4-betting. Just to make sure everyone is on the same page, cold 4-betting is when you enter the pot for the first time with a 4-bet. For example, suppose you raise on the button, Gary 3-bets from the small blind. If I was sitting in the big blind and decided to 4-bet, that would be a cold 4-bet because I'm entering the pot for the first time as the 4-better. So Gary, how does cold 4-betting differ from 4-betting as the original raiser? Again, positions are just so important here. Generally, your cold four betting range is going to be quite tight. Your value range is easy. Jacks plus ace king, but your bluffs want to center around blockers once again. Ace queen suited, king queen suited. It really isn't that wide. So you just need a few combos. Once again, as Mike said at the very beginning, you sort out your value range and then you build your bluffs around that. If your value range is quite narrow because you're cold four betting, your bluffs don't have to be that wide either. On the flip side, in that exact example Mike has just given us, our big blind cold four bet range is going to be wider because the button's opening range is wide and therefore the small blind's three bet range is wide, which means our value range can be wider. We're going to have nines and tens in there for value as a four bet and therefore we need plenty of bluff combos in there as well. 
We're going to have hands like King-10 suited, King-Jack suited, even Queen-Jack suited makes it in there sometimes. But if we look quickly at MP opens and cutoff three bets, for example, our small blind cold four bet range has Ace-Queen suited, King-Queen suited, never Ace-Queen offsuit, and never Queen-Jack suited. And that's a really good example for us to just sort of show the difference between a wide four bet range and a narrow four bet range and the significant difference in the combos that are going to be in there as a result. Yeah, so I chose kind of the fun example, right? The button opens, he's got like 40% of hands. The small blind three bets, he's got like 15 or whatever percent of hands. That's going to be by far the loosest cold four bet scenario. In most scenarios where you have a chance to cold four bet, it's going to be something like middle position raises, cut off three bets, and you're in the small blind. You're going to be super tight. I mean, I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, Gary, like nines is hitting the muck there. Tens might hit the muck, depending on the players. I mean, heck, you're pl- if you're playing live and the players are very, very tight, I'm probably pitching jacks unless I'm, you know, feeling saucy. Maybe I'm, maybe I still stick it in. But like, yeah, you, you just got to be careful in those spots. But if you happen to find yourself in a button versus small blind three bet and you're in the big blind, get ready. <laughs> yeah, you just go nuts, obviously, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Thanks for taking the time to get better at four betting with us here today. Hopefully, you're able to take what you've learned to the tables, win a little extra money or a lot of extra money. In these four bet pots, they really blow up fast, so it could be a lot. Let us know how it goes for you. You can always tweet at us or just use the hashtag UP level up on Twitter. You can also just comment on the YouTube video, hit us up on one of the socials. We're happy to answer questions, answer comments, etc. We really appreciate everyone who's been tuning in or listening or reading. Really appreciate you spending the time with us. And of course, I have to end this by quickly talking about upswingpoker.com. If you really want to upgrade your skills, there's no better place to do it. Head over to upswingpoker.com. We have free articles and free quizzes if you only want to invest your time. We have low-priced products if you want to invest just a little bit. And then we have middle and higher-priced products if you want to really invest in your poker game. So head over to Upswing Poker. Check out all the stuff we have. I'm positive there's a lot there that can help you get better. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you in the next one.